this game. Many levels in this game. Many levels in this game. I am the Slow Chemical. This is your Wednesday show. And I don't know why I'm talking like that. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like that. Anyways, uh, this is show, guys. welcome to the show, guys. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. I deeply apologize. Anyways, um, so this is your review of the Marvels. I have seen that. I saw it on opening day. Um, and it's... How do I put this? It's not it's not what I expected, but it's what I expected. So, essentially, obviously this is uh uh not this is technically Captain Marvel 2 if we're being real. But a way to feature all three ladies and get all three different storylines moving in the direction the MCU wants. Um as I said before in my Loki breakdown, just being real, like, I remember seeing the first Miss Marvel, and I remember, I was super excited to see, because remember, the first Miss Marvel came out right before Endgame, so now, this is Marvel at all-time peak hype, and it's just two months away, and it's just like, okay, this has to be big, um, coming off the heels of what we just saw in Infinity Wars, gonna explain a lot of things, we got to see a younger Nick Fury, the return of uh, Coulson, and MCU proper. So it was just just looking forward to it, right? And so I remember I went with two friends, and I remember one friend was just the tag along, right? She just wanted to come with us because we were going. She didn't want to be left out, and that was fine. And I remember vividly we left, and me and the other friend that knew what was going on, we both kind of put our hands in our heads. We sat down at a table. And the other friend was like, was that supposed to be a good movie? Because I didn't really care for it. And we said, no, that was a bad movie. That was a really bad movie. And so she was like, oh, okay. Uh, why was it a bad movie? So we were like, that's too long to explain. And I could sit here all day and say, oh, it's the woke, it's the woke brigade. No, it was a bad movie. It, was, it felt rushed. It felt, everything felt underdeveloped. And that's why I'll say again about this movie. Everything was underdeveloped for the most part, you know? Um, I don't understand the Brie Larson hate. I'm trying to understand that. Did she do something to offend somebody? Like, I get that she's not the most... Uh, she's pretty private. And she doesn't come off as very, like, Chris Evans or Paul Rudd or Robert Dyer. She doesn't have the charisma that they do. Look here. You have raging mad fans coming at you. Not everybody can handle that. Not everybody wants to handle that. Some people just want to do their job and go home. And I get it. This is her job. It's part of the job. I get all that. But some people can't hide who they are. And you know what? I think I would much rather a person be who they are than me just approach someone. Just say, hey, hi, I appreciate what you do. Um, hope you have a great life or a great day. Great job, right? And and then they just totally tell me to fuck all the way off. Then me not me knowing who someone is 
and me just like seeing them and be like, okay, I won't talk to them, you know, or hey, I won't go get a pay for an autograph from them because it's clear that they will be rude to me or whatever, right? And some people are like that, you know. Um, you know, I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine, Lauren Hill. She did a show recently and she told them, hey, you guys should be happy I came at all. So don't be mad that I'm late. The fact that this person still gets sh- shows off of one album and some Fuji's records from 30 years ago or almost 30 years ago is amazing to me. Like, she treats her fans horrible. I think Ric Flair is the same way. Like, I've been at enough signings to know that Ric Flair has, has no care in the world for his fans. <laughs> I just I just would never pay for anything from Ric Flair. You know, my, 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 my thoughts on him have has gone down a lot. But, like, I know who that is and I recognize him for who he is and who she is. So, I would never give them money. You know, I'm not saying that Brie Larson's like that. But my point is, like... We're acting like she's like that. I just don't... I, once again, I'm not on Twitter all day, so I don't know. Let me take a quick sip of tea. Excuse me. Um, so I don't know where this came from, or people just don't like her to me. I don't know. Um, but I think she plays the, the character fine. I think she does what they tell her to do. I, I, um, but this movie was very rushed. Very rushed. Um, it's not like Loki, the show Loki. Loki was fast-paced. This was rushed. Everything about it was underdeveloped, and to it was to the point. I mean, it was it was had to be an hour and a half, you know, which is very different for MCU project, especially an MCU project with three different fucking leads. Um, Kamal Khan stole the show, without a shadow of a doubt. She it was her show, and she stole all of it. Um, she's really built. I don't. I can't pronounce her real name, so I don't want to butcher. It, so I'm gonna just say Kamala Khan. And you guys know who I'm talking about if you guys follow this. Um, But she legitimately has grown into that role. I remember reading an article that said that when they were first filming Ms. Marvel, because she's still new to to acting, and apparently the scenes just weren't good. And they called her in for reshoots, and they said when she came back, she was head and shoulders better. And I guess by the time they called her back, they were doing work on the Marvels as well. So you could see the growth. And so she's gonna be a megastar, especially in this role. She just she fits this role so perfectly. She and she was without a doubt the star of the show, of the movie. If you like the Miss Marvel show, you will like this movie with her in it. She's all over it. Like every woman, I think had enough time to shine. And so I definitely feel like the future of that character is in great hands. Um. But let's get into it. So, this is not as bad as Miss Marvel. I know that's not saying much, but it was rushed. It was underdeveloped. I his thing also actually works because you had Kamala Khan in there. The typical Marvel humor fits her character to a T. So it's just perfect. So that is a highlight. I feel like when Brie Larson isn't with a stronger act, like. To me, I would love to see her and Rhodey. Like, her and Rhodey, the, the two interactions they've had in Endgame and the slight interaction they had... Well, it was both in Endgame, actually. Sorry. Um, but the two interactions they had when one was when he was calling, trying to call her out and the second one was when they clearly had made a bond. Um, I'm really interested to see if they were going to go the route that they did in the comic books, which was Rhodey and, 
Captain Marvel dating each other. Um, so I, I think she could play very well off of Don Cheadle. I really do. Um, but anyways, that's just hopeful booking there. Um, but th- essentially this picks up, and also, by the way, when Samuel L. Jackson said that watching Secret Invasion was vital to watching this movie, it's not. Like, if you've just never watched Secret Invasion and you picked up and you said, hey, um, let me just watch the Marvels. And you watch the Marvels, you would see Nick's Fury in outer space and that would make sense. Oh, he's in outer space. Cool. Don't know what he's doing there, but I'm sure I'll figure it out. Like, legitimately, not a big deal. All of Secret Invasion, colossal fail. The worst thing they've ever done. Let me make that perfectly fucking clear. So that's a spoiler alert for when we do the best and the worst episode at the end of this at the end of the year in what a month and a half. <laughs> Just know that that's a spoiler alert. That is the worst thing. That is the worst thing they've done ever. Anyways, so it picks up with essentially Captain Marvel trying to regain a lot of her memories uh, from when the Kree took her, and so that's when you start having the entanglements and uh, the big bad of this. Uh, Darwin, uh, she finds the second bingle. It's not a mystery. The second bingle is concluded. So the question we had in Miss Marvel was, where's the other bingle? It was on space. And they weren't connected or anything. Um, excuse me, they weren't together, obviously. Um, and so you essentially now you have the entanglement. So we go to that post credit scene we got from Miss Marvel where they their powers were entangled and now you have Miss Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel exchanging places. You have all of them exchanging places in this very weird exchange. Uh, Captain Marvel walks down the steps of the house of the the Khan's house. She's like, hi, how are you doing? And she just walks out all gingerly and flies out. And people don't know what's going on. And then you have this this whole thing where Kamala Khan's like, Captain Marvel was here? So she's a gem in this role because she plays it how a super fan would actually act. You know? And then when they finally do meet up, and uh, Photon and Captain Marvel are flying away, and Miss Marvel is left on the ship, and she's looking at the bad guy saying, I can't fly. And uh, Captain Marvel comes back and says, come on, don't talk to them. And she grabs her, and then she says, you know my name. That was great stuff. Um, I'm sure Nick Fury had purpose on here. I mean, it's clear the only purpose he had, because that's what, that's what we last left him was on Saber. Um, but, like... You could have done this without him, but I guess he's the thing that he has to glue together. But anyways, um, so essentially, we find out that once uh, Captain Marvel, I'm going to call her Carol. Once Carol killed the, uh, or, or yeah, she killed the Supreme Intelligence, it destroyed, started destroying uh, Hala. So essentially, the air wasn't breathable. Um, the light was dying. So essentially, she was killing the people as well. And so we also find out that Monica and Carol have not seen each other since she's been back because she got blipped. Remember, Monica got blipped, and when she uh, unblipped, that's when she found out her mom got her mom died from cancer. So they haven't seen each other, and they haven't talked to each other. And Carol seems excited to talk to her once once Fury finds out, once Fury's trying to like, get talk to him. But you see, Monica's being less; uh, she's being more hesitant. And to me, there was more meat on that bone. This movie was an hour and 30 minutes. After that, you could have definitely put an hour and 45 minutes to this and gave a little more development to that because she did leave, you know, and she didn't know. And as Captain Marvel says, Carol said, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. 
people needed me. And Monica said, well, we need you too. And then you have a flashback of when uh, Carol's called back to Earth by Monica's mother. And you see the cancer's taken over. And she says, hey, the cancer's back. And she's asking her to take Flurkin now. Because Flurkin was apparently left. I didn't know Flurkin was left on Earth with Monica's mom. I did not know that. Um, did I miss that in the Marvels? Uh, let me know in the Q&A on Spotify if you watch on... If you, excuse me, if you listen on Spotify. Um, because I don't remember that. And yes, I'm not going to watch Captain Marvel to find him. The first one to find it. I'm not... I don't care that much. Let me make that perfectly fucking clear. Um, but... I don't remember them leaving Flirt in there, but maybe they did. Maybe except, like I said, the, the scrolls were left there, um, and so that was that. That was a moment I wish they would. There was some. There was some meat on that rib, man. They should have. It should have taken some of that. Um, but you see the, the flashbacks of her dying, and uh, I think her. I think Monica's mom's real name is like Lashonda or something. They really like her. Cause she's been all over Marvel films. She's been in the the Illuminati. Uh, there's a post credit scene we're going to talk about. Um, so they clearly like working with her, but anyways, um, you keep hearing at first, um, Monica call Auntie Carol, you know, um, that she has to catch herself saying Captain Marvel and stuff like that. It's, it's still a love there, obviously. It's still, it's still her aunt, you know, still means something. And then it's actually very interesting. The reason why I bring up the whole, um, I can't remember her mom's name, but I'm gonna I'm call her mom Captain Rainbow. That's what she, that's what she was. Um, there's that, that scene there is the flashback uh captain marvel says you it should have been you so i think that's why they use her in so many different multiverses the air quotes and doing air quotes, guessing, doing air quotes is because it was technically i do remember that it was supposed to be her but uh carol beat her to it so uh there's some guilt there from uh carol that her friend is dying you know but that's why she has flirting now and so you have this a number of situations that but i just wish they would have picked on that some more because there is a lot of history there anyways um little do we know there is a peace talk happening between the kree and the scrolls the scrolls are left in space and they call carol the annihilator because of what she's done air quotes again and so essentially the peace talks in once carol shows up and so now uh the one with the back i forgot her name or darvin with the bang with the other bangle she now shoots into and she starts cracking space open. She's taking resources from other places to heal Hala. And Hala and, and, and Darwin, is, <clears throat> she's all in. She's already, she told one of her followers, hey, if I have to die, that's the cost of making sure Hala's safe. And so the fight scenes here are pretty fast and to the point. They're not bad. Um, but the Kree now, excuse me, the Skrulls now, like blaming Captain Marvel and saying, hey, we, we had a home. That was the last place we could be. You know, we can't be on Earth, like, because as you guys remember, in Secret Invasion, sorry to bring that up for you guys, PTSD, but, you know, the President of the United States, the current President of the United States, uh, in this iteration, before uh, Red Hulk takes over as President, whenever that is, I'm sure we'll find in the Thunderbolts, um, well, no, when Captain America, actually, um, he waged war against all um, not aliens, all Earth, non-Earth-bound people. Which is crazy because you have new Asgard on Earth. You have little deities on fucking Earth. Make them mad. That's smart. Anyways, um, you know what this movie also suffered from? Some of the biggest scenes I felt were left off the table. Like how in Love and Thunder, we don't actually see the scene. It was cut. We don't see the scene where Jane becomes fucking Thor. She's, she's, she's just Thor. 
you know, which is really weird. But anyways, um, so essentially now you have a cameo from Valkyrie who now brings the rest of the scrolls to New Asgard and Valkyrie tells her, Hey, you finally have a team. She's like, nah, it's not one. She says, No, it's better to do things with a team than do things alone. And uh they 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 have friends and they have friendships, they're cool. I it's I didn't feel the woke I know some people were gonna say, Well, this is all about I didn't feel that in here. Cause look here, we already know that it makes sense for those two to to meet up because those two between Photon and Captain Marvel, they, they just have history. So like um it's not that big of a surprise that they're there and I think it's just adding Kamala just made sense to me. I don't know. I didn't get the vibe that I got from the first Miss Marvel that this was about the woke and woman and I didn't I didn't get that personally. But if you tell me you got it, good for you. You can explain to me. Um, but I didn't get that vibe at all. Just me being completely one hundred percent honest with you, I didn't get it. So um <clears throat> I'm not gonna beat up on something I didn't see. Anyways, so Valkyrie tells her, Hey, it's better to have a team than to work alone. So they all start trying those two start once they realize they're entangled, they all start trying to work together. And Photon actually learns how to fly. This is what I mean by underdeveloped. So she's never flown before. And so Kamala changes places now with uh, Carol. And now Kamala is coming out of the sky. Is where Carol went into the sky. She's falling. Obviously, Kamala can't fly. And so now Photon's trying to fly, which she's never done. And now she's learning how to fly on the... It's just underdeveloped, you know. Um, you know, whatever. Um, so... Essentially, it's naturally awkward between Monica and Carol. All of them get over it because they all because uh, when they're fighting the Kree, Kamala sees something on a ship that could help them locate where the other other Bengal is, uh, and so they have to put these those I don't know what it's called, but essentially it's what the Kree use to wipe Carol's memories. But she puts them on all three of them to see their memories, and so Carol's memories overpower Monica's, and it's from guilt and everything. You see. Um, how Monica's mom, Captain Rambeau, the, the airplane, when Monica's coming back, she says, hey, Monica will be back. And then you see, they'll say, what well, she got blipped, you know? And so I, I still think it's a weird name to say blipped. I don't know. Anyways, so essentially uh, Kamala, who's just, she's the heart of this movie. She just is. She um, ends up hugging um, Monica, and then she puts her hand out to Captain Marvel, and Captain Marvel ends up joining the hug. That brings them together. Well, anyways, fast forward. The, the end fight is actually pretty lackluster for a Marvel film. Like I said, this movie was... This entire movie was rushed, you know? And so, like, the final battle really is very lackluster. Essentially, uh, Darwin gets her hands on both Bengals. She tries to, like, crack open the space continuum. Essentially, it, it overpowers her, similar to the same thing that happened to fucking Ronan. Weird. And then all of a sudden, now a crack is open into space. Monica says, you guys have to send me out there and power me up so I can close it. Monica says, you have to come back on this side. But Monica said, no, I already knew this. I had to be on this side in order to close it. So Carol's trying to her best to get to Monica, and Monica now has disappeared into space. And now we don't see her anymore. And now um, it's just Monica. It's assuming it's just Carol and uh, Kamala left. Now, here is the part of the movie that, for as rushed as it was, I want to understand this scene. I actually want to do my history and see 
characters actually exist or is this something that was meant for the movie? So essentially, they have to go to this plant for help. And so she says, hey, it's going to be a little awkward, whatever. So essentially, she comes to this planet. I can't remember her name, but it doesn't matter. And essentially, she's married to the prince there. She helps someone out. It's a, it's a relationship of convenience. So she's the princess. This country, their, or this world, excuse me, their language is song. So they're singing and everything like that. Now, the prince, her husband, um, is bilingual. So he can talk and he can sing. But everyone else, everything else is... Um, it's a very short sequence very short to the point so to me it wouldn't look here i'm with someone i'm out on a date right it's it's clearly the most random thing ever to see that she's married in a relationship of convenience but really like and you and we don't get details as to how she helped him out exactly but essentially it was just a way to help him out and she has a whole army that has her back i don't quite understand the scene um for as much as even for the 10 minutes they had this scene on, yeah, 10 minutes, I guess, they could have taken that and added it to other scenes that could have built more character development, I feel. I don't quite understand. I would love to hear the story of the making of this movie and what was their thinking about this, because um, I don't quite understand this. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing screen crushes and the new Rockstar's breakdowns of this, because I want to know where that came from. Really random. Um, but essentially, she's a princess, and she actually runs the, the the world with the guy, the prince. I don't know. Anyways, that's the less said about that, the better, I guess. Um, but anyways, so at the end of things, it looks like Carol's moving into the house in Louisiana. I love how all these characters are based out of Louisiana. I love that. You know, just me being from Louisiana. I, I can appreciate that. But anyways, Carol's moving into the place. And I, well, it looks like Carol's moving into the place because... In the first battle, when everybody's powers are first entangled, they destroy the Khan's house. So I don't know if I'm assuming. No, I'm assuming it's Carol moving into the house, and the Khan's were just helping her. Um, because, yeah, I don't think they would move Kamal from Jersey. That's her history. That's where her thing is. And so essentially, that's the last we see of Captain Marvel in this movie. Now the end scene is Kate Bishop making a cameo, coming home. And essentially, Kamal Khan doing what Nick Fury did. At the beginning of the movie, when Monica is showing uh, Kamala all the intel they have on her and using this tablet, um, she has the same tablet on Kate Bishop. And she says she's looking to build a team. And she says, right now I'm the only one on it, but Scott Lang's ha- Scott Lang, excuse me, has a daughter. And she says, you should join, please. And then Kate Bishop just nods her head. Um, so, obviously, this is a nod to the Young Avengers. Um, and actually, in the comic books, Kate Bishop was the one who put the team together. I, uh, once she came on board, once she was in the comics after her first cameo, which I actually actually have her cameo and her first um, full um, appearance, actually, in the comics. I, you, you know what's funny? I can't remember the comic books I have. And I actually have some gems. Like, the other day, I was going through my boxes... I was looking for a particular action figure. You know, I was, looking, I was looking for a particular action figure. I was looking for this two-pack I bought a long time ago. And it was a Craven two-pack with the black suit Spider-Man. Uh, from the iconic Craven's Hunt, Final Hunt um, story. And I was looking for that, and I went through the, you know, it was a bunch of comics. And I was like, damn, I didn't even know I had all these. Anyways, it's clear that Young Avengers are on the hunt. Now, now it's official. Before, we just saw pieces of them just in the MCU. 
now Kamal's actually putting the team together. She's being the Nick Fury of that whole thing. So it was good to see Kate Bishop again. Um, and Lucky the Pizza Dog. That was pretty cool. Um, I didn't see that cameo coming. Um, they get, they pulled the DC Comics. They gave away the Valkyrie their, um, cameo in... Uh, in the, in the, in the trailer, I didn't see the trailer, but I saw, like, a screenshot of the trailer. They gave that cameo away. They pulled the DC comics because they feel like this movie's going to be bad. <laughs> it's, it's probably going to be shit on. Um, and then, you have the post credit scene that calls a lot of noise. A ton of noise. Like, I actually, I actually, for the first and only time, I actually went to Reddit willingly. I went to Reddit. Usually, people will send me links that go to Reddit and stuff like that. For the first time ever, I... Because I, I got tired of clickbait. So, um, I, 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 I pick up my phone, and it says the post-credit scene has been um, has been uh, revealed and leaked for Miss Marvel. Or the Marvels, excuse me. And so, I said to myself, well, I know I'm going to see it no matter what, because i got nothing else to do right now on Friday night, which is one of the topic of sad. But anyways, I said, I can find out what it is, and I'll still watch it, you know, whatever. I'm paying for it. I'm going to stay, you know. So I start searching, searching, and like everyone that was on YouTube, you guys are fucking assholes. Everyone just has clickbait. They're just they have a screenshot and then they're talking, but they actually they don't actually show it. So finally, I seen this one thing that said Reddit. I said Reddit is just outlaws there. I call I call Reddit the Florida of the internet because they're just an outlaw state, right? And so go to Reddit, Reddit, watch the full post credit scene. And people were, like, not happy about this. My first thought was, why? Why? This is supposedly what people want. So I was like, I don't know. Well, anyways, the post-credit scene. Let's just get, to, let's just get into it. The post-credit scene is Monica waking up. And she looks over and she says, she says, Mom. And you see Captain Rambo. And she's like, Mom? And she's, like, super confused. And it's clear she doesn't know who she is. And so Maka's super happy, and she's like, oh my god, I thought I'd never see you again, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, you hear a very familiar voice walk in, says, hey, how's your stranger doing? And all of a sudden, you see, and that voice is very familiar to me, because I've watched a ton of his shows. I love his acting. I love everything this Mother Bleeper does. I thought he was a great choice for this character before. And by the time you guys hear it, you guys know what I'm talking about. You see the first X-Men. I'm not counting... What we saw from Professor Xavier and Illuminati. We saw the Illuminati. Let me make that clear. We saw the Illuminati. We saw our first X-Men ever in the MCU. Ever. We saw fucking Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Beast. And it's played. It's not the the suit that we saw in Last Standing. Last, uh, last man? No, it wasn't Last Standing. It was, uh, what was it called? X-Men? The Last Stand. It wasn't that. It was t- definitely CGI. Um... But it's Kelsey Grammer. They recasted Kelsey Grammer. Perfect choice. I still feel like to, to play that to play that character. He's, he, dude, his 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 voice alone. Like I can still watch episodes of Crane, uh, Kramer of Frasier, and like his delivery is just pitch point. Anyways, um, he starts talking about hey, like, uh, it seems like you came from another universe, which seems to be impossible. All of a sudden, you see uh, Captain Rambo stand up, and she's in the fucking binary suit. Like, why is binary with fucking uh, the X-Men? But anyways, you look around, you're in the X-Mansion. And so then, binary's like, well, what does this mean? And, he, and Hank McCoy says, 
confusion. Confusion is the first way to knowledge. And he says, Charles wants to, and she says, I got it from here. And Hank says, Charles wants an update, but I'll give you some time, Binary. And he walks away. And he actually, if you see his suit, he has the blue and yellow suit. And I believe, yeah, and, yeah. He's, and here's the thing. Even if he wouldn't made this cameo, I don't consider Wolverine a cameo for the X-Men. Wolverine is a whole entity to itself. But this is the first time we've seen the X-Men in the MCU. So this is pretty fucking dope. Um, the fact that it was Beast is cool. Um, and then the final shot is a binary saying, who are you? Because it's clear that the whole thing when Carol said should have been you, every other universe, she's been the character that Carol is. So maybe that's the only maybe that's six one six is the only one where uh, she's not what she is. She's dead actually now. So anyways, um, and when she says "Who are you?" it ends with Monica saying "Shit," and that's where you get the, uh, the credits. Look here, I like the post credit scene. I love the fact that they brought Kelsey Grammer back. I love the fact that we saw Beast. Beast is a uh, it's one of my favorite characters of all time. There's clearly a different universe now. She's stuck in that universe. How they found her, where they found her, that's to be determined. Um, it's clear all this is leading to universes fighting each other. And look here, it sounds like there was an incursion about to happen. You know, did the incur- is the incursion, is, did, did they cause the incursion because of the explosion? Did she actually patch up the, the Earth like she thought she was going to be? Like, you know, she made the ultimate sacrifice. Was it worth it? You know? Um, so many questions, but I love the post credit scene personally. Um, I like the the end scene as well with uh, Kamala being the one to recruit everybody. Um, I don't think we need a new Avengers movie, a young Avengers movie, excuse me. I think they could be fine on Disney uh, Plus, to be honest with you. But I'm excited, you know. For I get it. The first time we, I, I just I know Xavier is his, it's in his fucking name, X Men. I get it. But my point is, like, that was a representation of the Illuminati. This is the first representation of the actual fucking X-Men. And having Beast be the one to debut is, 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 is a choice, you know, but it makes sense. He's a scientist. He will be the one to ask the right questions. or He already figured it out already. You know, now it's just trying to figure out probably how to get her home without destroying space and time, you know. So, anyways, uh, the movie as a whole, it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was very middle of the road. It was very rushed. Um, these characters did work well together. Obviously, Kamala Khan, as I said before, is the heart of the story. She was the best part about it. She plays it with such such love and care. Um, Brie Larson, even in the moments where she's trying to be heartfelt, you could tell it's, it's acting. You know, you can tell she's trying to be that. Um, I don't know if she actually enjoys playing this role. She has the look for it. She's very gorgeous. I think she could. I think she could play this role. I do. I really do. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying because I just seen enough of her work. Um, I do hope she stays in the role and learns to embrace it. You know, um, but that's that's obviously completely on her and if she can deal with uh, you know the lifestyle that it comes with. You know, which with crazy fucking fans. Um, but I think this this could have been even better if they would give time. But it's not as bad as people are thinking. Look, Marvel. They're not going into the, the new year on a whimper. They had a great ending with Loki. They had a great start with the X-Men here, in my opinion. The the future is bright for Marvel. Disney has some fucking problems that they need to fix, and every, but Marvel will be fine. So, Anyways, that is your episode for today. I went 
a little bit longer than I expected, but it's okay. It's just 30 minutes. But um, I'm so chemical. This is I see things a little differently. You guys have a great Thanksgiving, and we're out of here.